finish there. Hot out of the box. This was a segment we were going to be mixing and matching, trying to, trying to match some coaches with some of the openings out there. Well, as one door closes, another door opens. The door that closed USC, hot out the box. Everybody now reporting Lincoln Riley is going to be the next head coach of USC. That means that we'll be trying to fill the Oklahoma job in a few seconds. But, Fish, look at your guy. You've been really on his side since uh, he was an offensive coordinator at East Carolina. I know you actually, had a Actually, it's, it's been all the way back to he was a wide receiver coach at Texas Tech, and he became the coordinator at Texas Tech after Leach got fired and was unbelievable in that game. But um, – he, this is crazy, man. Everybody thought – I really thought he was going to LSU. Yeah, and Jimmy and, D. Smith, you've got to explain it to you to us, pal. Yeah. You better come on. You better bring your ass back on here and tell us what happened. Yeah. So, all right. That, that you, this is your guy. You tell me what you think his thought process was. Listen, I think once Oklahoma decided they were going to join the SEC conference, you know, Lincoln, I think, decided, you know what, this isn't going to be fun much longer. I it, Listen, he had a hard enough time beating the teams when he didn't have to face them except once. And I remember going to the um, Oklahoma-Alabama game and sitting up there and looking at Alabama and Oklahoma, and, and they had they had Murray, uh, Kyle Murray as their quarterback, Oklahoma, and one team looked like grown men and, and NFL players. Another team looked like a bunch of kids that were – regular college kids and it looked like a pro team going against a college team and the result looked like that and I just think that when Oklahoma and I thought it was a bad business decision uh, not a bad business decision but a decision in general um, for them to move to the SEC it's listen it's a great conference but Oklahoma went from the number one top dog with Texas in one conference to now being their pecking order is now seventh or eighth. And now they got to compete against Alabama year in and year out and Georgia for recruits in their area, Texas. Like they're going to have to compete with those schools at a school that had, was already behind four or five schools in the state of Texas. Now you're 10th, 9th, like he didn't want to end up having to take second tier kids. He could go to USC and let's be honest. USC's the premier job west of the Mississippi. He's going to have access to the best quarterbacks in the country every year. Whoever he wants as a quarterback, he's going to get them. He already has somebody that understands his system and Graham Harrell, who uh, played at Texas Tech, as my guess is he'll be his offensive coordinator. Um, Harrell showed a lot yesterday as a coach. You watch the game, USC uh, under, you know, Harrell was in this air raid offense and he found a weakness in BYU's defense and he stuck to the running game and they almost pulled off the upset. Um, he, he did a very good job. He will do a very good job out there. I think Lincoln Riley will win a national title within the next three years. Uh, he's going to become a legend out there at USC. And I think this was a very smart move on his part. I think deciding not to go to the SEC was a smart, like SC's, probably one of the top three or four jobs in the country. And he has really no one to compete with in that conference for players. He's going to be the top dog. USC is going to be back on top in no time. 
Uh, can you imagine that offense that he has is going to put up 50, 60 points in the Pac-12 week in and week out? It's about to get real ugly for the rest of the teams in that conference. Yeah, I mean, you look, um, you look at the, you look at the top dogs at the near the Pac-12. Oregon and Utah are playing for the title on Friday. Uh, US UCLA had a very good eight and four season under Chip Kelly. Uh, so, in the, the like you said, like the thing that you're battling is Oregon, Utah, UCLA. That's a much friendlier group of uh, opponents than you know Alabama, Georgia, <laughs> Texas A&M now. Florida, maybe LSU, maybe Texas, if they ever figure what they're doing out. You know, I mean, like, there's just, I mean, even like the, the one thing we can say about the SEC outside of Vanderbilt, even the second and third tier teams are, they're about like, Kentucky's hard to play against. Arkansas is hard to play against. Like, these aren't teams you can just, Auburn, as we found out yesterday, hard to play against. They all are loaded with talent. So I think USC, I I, wa- I sat up until little after 2 a.m. watched a really good game against BYUS at a game that was better than it had any right to be. You can see the young talent on that roster. Jackson Dart's a true freshman or a redshirt freshman quarterback, but, you know, he's a kid with a lot of talent. They can get whatever they want there. He'll be able to get the top-end defensive players that he wants here, too. California still has a lot of very good defensive players come out of that area. And USC allows you to recruit nationally. It's a national brand, the Coliseum, you know, everything. The, 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 you know, the tribute to Troy fight song. It's just a, it's, it's a tremendous, uh, it's a tremendous program. And they have a lot of resources and they want to win. And it's in, you know, one of the biggest flashiest cities in the country, in the world, really. It's, it's, I think it's I think it's a great move for them. All right, so we did that. Now let's let's come. We'll come back to Oklahoma at the end because that's that's that we you got to think on that for a few. Minutes. We're gonna match. I want you to tell me who you want to have the job and who you think will get the job, and they might be the same person. They might be different people. So I'm gonna give you a school. First school is LSU. Who do you want to take the LSU job? Um, I, I think you got to go with Dave Aranda. He already was there. Um, he's already proven to be a great coach. They should have just hired him instead of coach. O. I think he's a natural fit. And, and listen, at this point, you don't want to end up with a bad coach that is third or fourth or fifth on the list. Listen, the one drop back guy they could have gone to was Napier and he's off the board. Now you don't want to take, option number three behind door number three. Like you, you want to make sure as an AD, you don't screw this up. You know, things could go sideways real quick and you're hiring uh, <laughs> the coach that just got fired. Clay Helton at USC. You don't, <laughs> you don't yeah, want, you're you bringing O back. You're calling O invested and saying, Hey man, uh, here go right. for you. you want a title two years ago. I think we can do it again. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that option, you know? So yeah. It's going to be interesting, but I say Dave Aranda will end up the coach at LSU now. Uh, who do you, I mean, would that be your choice if you were in that position or who? who uh, if, I'm a, if I'm the AD, I don't think it's a tough decision. I mean, he's already proven himself as a coach. I think he's the guy you want to bring in to run that job, but he's already, listen, if you can win at Baylor um, and I know that they've had success with coaches, but listen, Baylor has hired the right coaches. If you want an AD, 
um, at a school. If you're University of Miami and you're looking for an AD, uh, you may want to call up Baylor's AD because this guy knows what he's doing. He has not yeah, missed. He has tough. not. He has not missed on the he head coach. Matt Rule yeah. after Art Bryles and damn near wrecked the program with with. And it proves that he didn't really do, but you know, with all that controversy. And Matt Rule can coach. Like I know he's struggling with the Panthers, but that's the NFL. This guy can coach. I mean, maybe you know? they go. Maybe they go after Matt Rule, Jimmy Smith, that brought him up. He may sit there and go, you know what? I don't want to deal with this program. I, the only thing is, is most coach, pro coaches, unless they're forced out, don't really want to go down. They, the whole, I mean, Rule took the pro job because he probably didn't like dealing with recruits. It's a twenty-four hour, seven day, three hundred sixty-five day a year job. Pro football, you get time off. There's no time yeah. off in college football. Like, like Napier got, you know, freaking in there. I'm sure he just put his jacket on his bed at the hotel La Quinta down the he's street. 25 whole calls, I bet you. I right. a phone call every 10 seconds. And he's already been told you better pull in a good recruiting class <laughs> yeah. in less than a month. I mean, he's going to already be ripped in less than a month for being a <laughs> shitty coach before he coaches one down um at that uh, school so yeah i'll I, go with i'll go with dave aranda I, I agree with you i think dave aranda is the guy i don't see them i don't see them going after a guy that doesn't have a coaching experience elsewhere when i look around the landscape you know who else can you pick i mean there are some guys out there. Maybe Tom Herman. You can can you see if you get back. I think Tom Herman was unfree. I mean, I think he, I think he's far better. You know, he's at Texas, which I think is just an unwinnable situation right now. So, you know, Tom Herman might be a guy. Maybe you gotta. I mean, I, James Franklin. I guess you could still shake that tree, but it's gonna cost you a whole heck of a lot more than it would have before he signed that contract extension. So. I mean, you have the money to do it. I mean, Scott Woodward, the one thing we know about him is that he's not, he's going to aim high. So I, I say that's the most interesting job watch out there. Let's, let's go to the West Coast, Washington. Interesting job out here. Uh, who do you think and who do you, who do you, who do you think? What do you, what do you want to do? What do you think they'll do? Uh, Washington, I don't really know which direction you go into. I, I mean, if I was going to hire one person um, that's had a lot of success in that conference, and I would take somebody in that conference, I really think you have to look at Whittingham, the head coach at Utah. I mean, I, I really think he's done a phenomenal job. Some people will say it's a lateral move. Listen, it's not a lateral move. Washington's a better job. It's easier to recruit. He's going to have a lot more resources. He's one, This guy's won at Utah for a long time. He'd be my number one choice or one of the top guys on my board. All right. So that'll be, what do you think they'll end up doing? And I know you said you're not sure where they're going to go, but where are your, well, I mean, I mean, Washington, you got to figure um, maybe they, I don't know. Do they go after a coordinator? Uh, do they go after one of these guys? I mean, it's, 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 a it's tough to say because right now I think a lot of the top guys, have already been uh, plucked from. And I, it's also fits. Like, you know, I think um, very highly of P.J. Fleck. I don't think he'd be a good fit out at Washington, but uh, I think he'd be somebody I would take a look at. I think P.J. 
is due for a, a better job. He just beat Wisconsin again uh, for the second time. The first time I think they've gone into Wisconsin or beat them at home uh, in 20 years. Uh, PJ's topped that program out. He's, he's going to be at eight and four this year, get, an, get possibly nine wins in a bowl game. I think he's someone that you got to look at as a possibility. Um, Washington may also want to go after Oregon's offensive coordinator, uh, uh, the coach that was at, um, uh, God, I can't think the head coach. He was at Penn State. Was he at Penn State? Or he was a head coach at one of the schools and got fired. But I think Bill, not Bill O'Brien, uh, but Moorhead. I think Jay Moorhead. Yeah. I think Moorhead would be a very good option out there. I thought he was doing a good job at Mississippi State, but they decided they wanted to get rid of him. So I don't know uh, really what direction they're going to go in. There's not a lot of names left on the table i mean you know tucker took his name out of the hat um you know uh, a lot of these coaches that are available um there's not many a lot of top name guys left so it's going to be interesting to see what happens um all right i'm gonna tell you two guys that i i think matt campbell might this might be the job i think it's we talk a lot about matt we talk he's a little you know, he's a little, I think he's a little apprehensive in taking the big, big, big job because of the recruiting demands. Washington is a step up from Iowa State. It's a clear step up, but I think it also kind of fits what he is, which, you know, I think, I think that's a good fit. I think it's a good fit on both ends. I think you can get the kids that he wants to get recruit as he's comfortable with and coach like he wants there. You know, that's where I think that's a pretty good fit for. Him. Yeah. I mean, I watched, I watched them the other day. I, I truly believe after watching him that he's one of the top coaches in college football. I don't want to hear, oh, he's gone seven and five this year. Listen, if you go look at their team, Corey, they are not impressive physically. They have a no. nice, they have a nice running back. They have a tight end that's going to play in the NFL. I think Purdy's as average as they come. They're not very good on the offensive line. Their D line literally looks like a freaking JV squad. What they do with that team, I think he's one of the best X's and O's coaches there is in the country. I I I don't want to say that uh, I'm not. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach, but I think he's got a little Jimmy Johnson in him. I, I think yeah. he's one of these guys that is just like Jimmy was at Oklahoma State. There's only so much you could do with these programs and Iowa state, he is literally tapped out. Uh, he's another guy. If you're LSU, you want to go back to LSU, him and uh, Mark Stoops are two guys that would also be options, but I, I think Campbell would be a good fit. He's not going to have to, I don't think he wants to be in the rat race. That's known as the SEC. I, I know personally he doesn't because I spoke to somebody that was on his staff last year and he asked me a question that I won't bring up on the podcast, but it was something in that I just don't think he wants to have to deal with that daily grind of the SEC. I mean, it's yeah. just like, it's, it's, it's a different, you really have to, first off, your family's never going to see you. You're going to basically give up any uh, life that you have to go win in that conference because you sell, yeah. you sell your soul at university of Washington. Campbell will have a situation that's very similar to what he has now. The expectation is, hey, if we can win the Pac-12 and be once in a while, make the playoffs, I think he fits all that criteria. There's not a whole lot of pressure on him to get them what they want. And he's already beaten 
listen, one thing you know is he's already beaten Oklahoma. He he knows that when they play in a big game, games that matter against rivals, and this is why I always respected Jimbo, because Jimbo was seven and one against FSU and FSU, and he was seven and one against Miami. Is he knows which games are the most important games, like the money games, the games that are going to keep his job. He's going to get extensions. He knows when he plays SC or UCLA, like he, he has to win those games. And I think he has the ability to do so. And I, I think Matt Campbell would be a phenomenal hire. It, he, he won't be under the bright lights. He could stay under the radar and continue to pick off top programs. And I think he'd have them in the playoffs within less than five years. Uh, now, that was a guy thinking of. I'm going to tell you the name that I think they should go after. Kalani Satake, the head coach of BYU. Yeah. I think that I think that will be a great fit. I yeah. think he's a I think he, he he preaches physicality, run, toughness, everything that Washington football has been built off of. If you want, and I know BYU, the 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 guys that coach at BYU, you know, they coach here for a long time because they are 100 percent culture fit. He's a culture fit for what BYU does. So Leaving probably wouldn't be the most comfortable thing for him. But realize, but, I mean, Seattle is a totally liberal. Different I'm not, well, I'm not I, talking I mean, about like, like, I'm not about like it's a, I'm just, yeah, but I'm it's just saying culturally, it's it's on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, the BYU. But I I, listen, think I think he, I think he'd be a great listen. Watching them last night, and the one thing is, is they are a very physical team. I, I, I mean, I, and I told you last year, I thought they could have played with some of the teams in the top 10 and beaten them. Yeah. I feel, yeah, the, I, I feel the same. Like if you're in I a bowl, would, I would love to see them play Notre Dame next week in the 13th game. Shoot, yeah. Like, you know, heck if, yeah. Yeah. If they play in a bowl game against somebody this year, they're going to beat the crap out of them again because they're going to come to play. There's yeah. no, those are grown men. There's no, it's all business. They're not about flash. They're going to punch you in the mouth and you're going to find out real quick. You're in a football game and they're the type of team that make you the, like the only mistake they made in that game. And I think that it changed the whole game right before the half, they were driving in for a score and the quarterback threw a pick. If they don't throw that pick, that game goes, gets out of hand. It's the second half is meaningless. They would have run, they would have run them out of the building. SC made a play. You got to give them credit, but the quarterback made a bad decision and that's all it takes in a game is one bad decision changes the outcome of a game. So, um, yeah. you know, I like what I see from them. I, I truly believe that uh, they're going to be, he'd be a heck of a coach there for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think like, he reminds me a lot of Chris Peterson, you know, in that, in that sense that, you know, he's quiet. You don't hear a lot about him. Like he got, he got, remember he got mad last night on a play and I had never seen him explode before in my life. When I looked at it, I was like, Damn, I do not want a guy that's getting mad at me if I'm a ref. But I don't even I, know what he got. I don't know what he got mad about. It was crazy. I don't even remember the I just remember he exploded. Oh, yeah. And he got a 15-yard penalty off of it. Yeah. But I love the way they play. And I think if there was a spot that I think fits a style fit in terms of a football style, some of the kids that you recruit that can like the kids that he recruits at BYU. I think could play at Washington, whether they want to play there because of the, you know, the, the Latter-day Saints and the church, nothing but the style of play, like the tight ends, the running game, the quarterbacks, the defense, like those guys could go in and fit in in Washington. 
So okay. I like, like, I think it'd be, I would at least call him. Yeah, I'm going to make him say no to me. Uh, all right. Moving on to Virginia Tech. And I think we're in agreement on this one. So what do you think? Who do you think they're going to go after? Um, what do you want them to do? What, are, what do you think they're going to do? I, I think Dan Mullen should be the next head coach of Virginia Tech. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit. Um, there won't be that same pressure of, at hit for him. And he, you already know him being in that. I, I would imagine that Virginia Tech and Starkville are kind of similar programs. Um, and he'll have the same type of success, but not having to be on the in the SEC will be huge. And I agree with that. Uh, and we both, you know, I think they need an upgraded offense in that at Virginia Tech. They need a different look. They need to play a different style. Um, you know, Dan, Dan Mullen has a big ego, and you know, Starkville, where you know when they when they had, when they Mullen and they went to Moorhead and they go to Leach, they showed you that their community can kind of deal with a coach that you know has kind of a big ego. I don't know what they can do at Virginia Tech yet. I mean, Frank Beamer never gave me the impression that he was a real, like he was a real, you know, he was a real guy that was full of himself or anything. But I think if you can get past that part, I do think that it's a good fit for a, a fallback job for, you know, for a guy to recover. I think he can win a lot of games there. I think he can bring in better talent than what they have there. Uh, even though he's not considered to be a great recruiter, by, you know, website standards. And I think more importantly, he would upgrade the overall level of the ACC. You know, I think he just makes the, that conference better by him being there. So, well, there's uh, just no question about that. Yeah. All right. So let's whirl wheel back around to Oklahoma. What the heck are we going to do there now, buddy? It's... Can we go Can we go back to Bob Stoops for a year or two? He still has an office there, I think. It wouldn't be surprising. Um, if they went that route and I think Bob would it's something he consider if they could bring in a you know coach and waiting type situation I know that's they don't really have that anymore but someone that they've identified um, as a young coach I mean that or do they go in house and 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 bring a D you know they went the defense route before does Greenwich get that job I mean he's a guy that's going to be a head coach uh, sooner than rather than later I don't think he'll you know I mean he may file, file, follow Lincoln to SC. He came from Washington State, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think Mark Stoops. I think Mark Stoops is their next coach. Uh, I think he's done everything he can do at Kentucky. Uh, nine and three this year. Um, obviously, they're familiar with the family. Yeah. Uh, I, did he did he hold a job at Oklahoma under Bob? I'm sure he's worked there before under Bob. He hired all of his brothers at one point or. No, I'm sure he's, he's definitely been there. Yeah, so, so I, I could see Mark taking that job. I, I was trying to think of who else, you know, would be out there. Um, Tom Herman's another guy that, like I said, I think if you're interested, I think Tom Herman might might work out. This might be a job for your boy PJ. This might be the job. Yeah, could be very much so. I mean. He, he he would do very well there as well. I mean, it's listen, Oklahoma's still a very good job. They're going to go into a bigger conference. It's going to have to take someone with an ego to want to go there. Like I said, um, we'll see what happens. But um, I definitely think he'd be on the short list of their program. All right, two more openings real fast. First, the uh, FIU job. 
Uh, we've talked about this a little bit this week. So uh, we, we both got kind of like three or four names that we're going to pop out there. So tell me, your, who do you like for the FIU job, man? And you're going to have to look at the names we talked about. Um, we have Frank Ponce at uh, App State. We got James Coley um, at Texas A&M. I think those are two guys. Uh, I think one of the names, and, and I know we've brought him up, I think Fran Brown at Temple. He was on our show. I think he, he would do very well at a program like that. They need to bring in a young guy that's a, he a heavy hitter in the recruiting side uh, that is not afraid to go after listen there's a lot of kids in this state that are leaving the state that they could pull that are at power five schools to stay closer to home yeah i, I mentioned Juwan cider we talked about him i think you know he'd be interested we both talked about coach pete chenick who's at west florida unfortunately they they suffered a loss in the first round of the d2 playoffs but in what four or five years he's won a title there he's been to a championship game so you know, he's only 50, I think 51, 52 with a long history. And he's somebody that could deal in a program that has lesser resources. You know, he when he came on our show, he talked about, you know, the things that you have to do at the lower levels to, you know, you don't have people doing for you. So I think he come in understanding that and bring a staff that understands that, hey, we got we to gotta be a lot more hands-on. We have to do things that, you know, Maybe that some other D1 programs don't have to deal with. Um, so, you know, any one of those, they got any one of those five guys that we mentioned, four or five, five, six guys, I think they'd be doing well. I think they'd do better than what they've done so far. And the last thing, uh, Miami OC, uh, Red Lashley is going to take the job at SMU. Uh, Miami OC is open. Uh, who do you like? Who do you think could jump in there and take that job? I mean, if they were smart, they would just hire Garen Justice to be the OC. I mean, he's already there as a line coach. He already knows the system. Uh, I think he'd be the guy to bring in. Listen, I don't know how many coaches are going to really want to go play at our coach at Miami. Uh, they don't have an AD right now. They don't know if they're going to keep Manny or they're going to get rid of him or this or that. Like, I just think some for stability standpoint and a guy that already knows the system, is I would just go with Garen Justice. He was a head coach at a D3 school, did very well. He's been a very good O-line coach. I think he's been uh, prepared to become an offensive coordinator at some point. Um, that or maybe Miami goes after Lincoln's brother. Uh, he, he runs the same type of offense at SMU. Uh, his name's Garrett Riley. I think he'd be a good fit. They had a great season offensively. It will definitely be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my guess would be, I think Frank Ponce would be a good possibility there, moving from App State, taking that job, going back home. Uh, also, it's a dark, it's a, it's a wild card, but you know, Kendall Bryles, under head coaching job, maybe he decides to go down and you know try to run his offense with a little bit better athletes, bigger neck, get him to a head coaching spot in here. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that happen. So you know, one of those two things happen. All right, well, we're going to close out this mammoth edition of the FishCast. We have one more segment to go. We're just going to kind of close it up, do a couple of late shout-outs, talk a little, bit, a little bit about the national race. We'll be back right away.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.